1: Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I have the privilege of being with Ethan Fernhauber, who's the president of Multiply Indiana. And the reason I invited him on is partly his own story, uh, partly that of Multiply Indiana, but partly that you and others like you that are listening might get the idea that if we banded together, more could happen. And so, hey, Ethan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Ralph. What an honor. Well, it's really great to have you here. I- I'd like you to start out just briefly tell your own story. You know, how you Kind of got into pastoral ministry and and how you got to where you are
0: well, I like to say I was a late bloomer in Christ. I uh, have lived more of my life without him than with him on this earth for those um i 'm about forty three years old uh, right now, and I actually uh, met Christ as a twenty something, but then um, allowing him to be Lord over my life was a entirely different decision <laughs> so I kind of grew up in a dysfunctional family in Milwaukee. I had abuse and addiction in my DNA praise God, I was introduced to a, a new spiritual family uh, when I met my wife, Stephanie. Um, she came from a, a Christian family. I guess when I met her dad, he was in his late 50s. It was just mind boggling because, you know, he had ran this construction company and financially he wasn't well off at all. And he had this joy that was bubbling up within him. And it totally baffled me. It's like, you're not rich. You're not drunk. Why are you happy? Like, it didn't make <laughs> sense. <laughs> I, it was (laughs) With my experience, right, and I'm thankful for the prayers of him and his parents and my mother or my wife's mother's parents, um, because I believe that it was their prayers that eventually sent the hounds of heaven after me. You know, me and my wife got engaged; uh, we started living together immediately, which is, you know, not the sequencing that I would want for my three daughters, but that's what reality was. We were eventually introduced to a Presbyterian church. Uh, They were short on volunteers, so they said, "Well, why don't you and your wife?" volunteer to help out the kids. And so I was just learning right along with those kids as I was teaching them as a 20-something to a 14-year-old. I was uh, learning all the stories with them. So eventually we were married and I started believing like, okay, Jesus is real. And I'll do my whole earthly thing and now my eternity is secure. And then, man, it was probably five or six years later, uh, it was after starting the business that I operate now, I really came to the end of myself. And maybe even during this time, a lot of the people that are going to hear this podcast will come to the end of themselves because the financial, it was 2000, I think 2008, 2009. And I remember one quarter, we had lost six figures of money. And I was just, uh, (laughs) I gave up, right. So I kneeled down at a catalyst conference. And I uh, said, Lord, I can't do this on my own. I'm giving you everything from this point forward. And then I allowed him to be Lord of my life. And it was like, everything changed, you know, just Everything changed. It was like I got a car wash on the inside, a whole new trajectory in life. And I went back to the local church, of which I was a member, and I was like, man, if all you guys have what I have, then what is everybody sitting around for? You know, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, we just got the, you know, the greatest thing in the entire world. Our eternities are secure. We have a whole new outlook on life. And, you know, and but yet we're just going to the show every single weekend. So I was absolutely frustrated with the local
1: church. And hey, hey, let me interrupt you, though. Yeah. A little bit about this because I I feel a lot like you do about the way a lot of local churches operate. But those of us that run in church multiplication circles, uh, we you know we talk about mo- mobilizing every member for ministry, and we we almost look at the the volunteer tra- trajectory as if all it does is is serve the organization. And it certainly is there to serve the organization. Sometimes it's abusive even. But here you're telling me, and, and really I'm kind of getting down to church polity or ecclesial minimums here, uh, you're living with your girlfriend, you know, very little about Jesus. And, yeah. and yet that volunteer system brought you into a situation where you had to have grown, at least in your knowledge of the Lord, which laid a foundation for things to happen otherwise. And and so I just, I kind of want to countermand some of the things that I say that maybe make it look like, well, those churches are dead and, and they don't really count for much and whatever, because this was the vehicle that Jesus used to bring you to salvation. And yet, and there was in what you just described, that element of we just go through the motions, we go through the routine. But I, I think there still is some value in that routine, and we don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. But go ahead and tell your story, and, and this no. is good.
0: <laughs> That's good wisdom, Ralph. Uh, thank you for pointing that out. Actually, that pastor who married us is still a spiritual mentor to my wife to this day and formed a great relationship. And I remember, you know, like we didn't have money for a limousine, but you know, her husband who had Alexis at the time, they're like the only people we knew who had Alexis drove us from the church to the (laughs) recital. So it was, you know, the old uh, Presbyterian church that really uh, provided that spiritual foundation. And even the, the churches of, you know, her, my wife's parents, and then her grandparents would be described as more the traditional church. But anyhow, that's, you know, um, God has created me as an apostle and as a pastor. So I want to create something new. I want to use my energies for kingdom expansion. I think I was lit on fire and I wanted to be with those other people with a statewide vision uh, for reaching people for the gospel.
1: Yeah, before we get into that, I want to point something out as as we're talking this morning, the The coronavirus deal is affecting America big time. And there are people listening to this who are going to go through kind of a circumstance like you did back in 2008, where uh, they take huge financial losses, maybe lose jobs, whatever. And the Lord used that in your life. And he used a similar situation in my life a lot earlier, but he can do that in the people who are listening. And incredibly good things that you're going to describe now came out of a financial crisis that we all hated. And so, you know, I sometimes think that as believers, especially as pastors, uh, Romans eight twenty eight becomes almost trite to us because we quote it so often, but it's still true that God does make even bad things turn out for good to those who love him and are, and who he's called. And so get into that calling and, and then where it's taken you and, and into multiply Indiana Tell us the vision, how you got there, the vision for it, and then kind of look at people who might be listening and give us some how-tos, how just how to organize something, put it together, and, and then the effectiveness because you guys are terribly effective. Well, thanks for saying that. I guess um... – Started, uh, we've lived in
0: probably six or seven houses over the last 10 years. My wife has her PhD in entrepreneurship. She started at Iowa State. We lived there for a year. We tried to move back to Wisconsin. That didn't work out. Then we moved back to a small community in Indiana. That's where I met Christ, and then eventually we moved north to Indianapolis. I had seen the darkness all over the state, and I had seen that there are no rele- <laughs> there were no relevant, attractional, and excellent service churches in a lot of the areas of our state. And I eventually got hooked up with Josh Hoosman, who led a church plant on the north side of, uh, oh, well, north side of Indy, south side of Carmel. Being involved in that church plant was a complete game changer for me. It allowed me to exercise all of my gifts for the kingdom of God. I'm skilled in building renovation. I'm skilled in finances and, you know, capital accumulation. So uh, being involved at the church plant was like a game changer for me. It was like, okay, everything that God has gifted you with can be used for kingdom expansion It's not just helping out in the kids area or passing out brochures, but we can be part of something bigger. So I, Josh had a vision for reaching the entire state and I'm like, yes, that's it. You know, like I've been to the entire state, I've seen the darkness and this is worth sacrificing for. So it got me super excited. And I guess after, um, about a year, year and a half with Josh Hoosman. It was uh, me and him and then Justin Davis with Hope City Church who formed Multiply Indiana. We didn't even know what we were doing, you know, but we knew we wanted to plant churches because church planting was good and we need more of it. Quickest way to, to reach people for Christ. And it's all about identity transformation, right? The beautiful thing with the church plant is, you know, like it needs you and it won't exist if the people don't participate, you know? So I think, uh, we were really at a crossroads. It was either Mercy Road, the church plant or a pretty established megachurch. And, you know, I always say like I would be a church potato if I went with the mega church model because I would just sit there and consume and all of my gifts would be used in the business sector instead of sharing it with the, the church sector. So, so anyhow, so we formed Multiply Indiana. Uh, we did some fundraising for it. So far we've planted like 16 uh, churches through Multiply Indiana. So we received a, a vision for planting a hundred churches by the year 2030. And we're, you know, we're begging God to allow us to be a part of that. Each church that comes into Multiply Indiana gets a $50,000 donation. Seeing that uh, sharing relationships and then connecting People who are doing the same work has been a beautiful thing. You know, we've seen relationships form. Man, just allowing uh, the pastors to co-labor together and depend on each other. There's so many synergies of sharing of resources and of contacts and of best practices. So hopefully this year, uh, we were going to do it on May 1st, but that's been changed now. Uh, We're going to get hopefully a, a thousand people together to kick off this decade and then in the year 2030, we'll have a hundred churches planted, and we'll gather 30,000 people together at Lucas Oil Stadium to worship together. You know what I mean? In our various congregations all across the state, and I really, I really think it's a, a worthy, a worthy battle to fight to redeem the whole state of Indiana for
1: Jesus Christ. You know? That's exciting. As I'm listening to you, and you know, I've been. Through a lot of wars here, yeah. I, I hear a few things. I one, the one thing that just now stood out is the that we're gonna we're gonna get three thousand people together because we're still small, and then we're gonna in, in time we got we're projecting thirty thousand in a stadium. I, you know, I came up in L.A. where the stadium thing was: let's get all the Christians together in the stadium, and you know we'll have a hoot and we'll pretend that we're actually changing the world. But you're flipping it upside down and going, we're we're gonna do that to celebrate. God has done, uh, but in, in the meantime, we're in the trenches doing the hard work. Uh, the other thing that that kind of got to me, uh, two things that I, I'd like you to address. One, you were very small when you started uh, Multiply Indiana, and and I I believe in starting small. You know, this whole thing of launch large, even for churches, I think it just shuts a lot of guys out. And I've started small everywhere I've started, and it's always paid off. So you guys started uh, or Multiply Indiana when, when you're just a few churches. So I want you to address that. And then uh, you mentioned $50,000. I'm assuming some of that's coming from outside, but uh, also I'm assuming that you guys are are digging deep and and sharing with each other. Talk to us about that. And then as you do, get into sharing resources, sharing best practices. How do you function? What do you do in a meeting? And some guys make it pretty complicated. And having been with you guys, it's pretty simple, I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, with starting small, I like you. I mean, I started my business with nothing, and now it is something.
1: And I think the same thing with… Wait, well, most- I got to interrupt you again. Yeah. Your business is something? You mean you still have a business? <laughs> we do still have a business. So. You mean you're one of those bivocational guys that the church often labels as losers? Uh, hey, now, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I am celebrated
0: in my church for being bivocational. And I really think it's a completely different ministry field that and I've really offered that up to God. Like, do you want me to go full time? I've had job offers in the ministry. And his answer is no, absolutely not. Ethan, I've got you just exactly where I want you. So we Acquire, renovate, and operate multifamily communities all across the state of Indiana. Uh, currently, we have 16 communities. We'll grow it to 40 uh, by the year 2030, and then our goal is to transfer. Some of our ownership to a nonprofit uh, to, that would exist in perpetuity. So, well, right now we have the community care network operating in these apartment communities. And I believe that the community care network will birth church planters out of the apartment communities to go into these dark areas of our state. You know, I think that part of Multiply Indiana is we want to vertically integrate and we want to catch people before the world catches them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, And I think we'll be able to do that uh, with this cohesive relationship between Renewing Management, Community Care Network, and then Multiply Indiana. So that's my day job, but I dedicate a day of the week to Multiply Indiana. We have individual and then church partners. And as an individual partner, you're required to give 3% of your income above and beyond uh, your tithe to the local church. Because honestly, if you don't love the local church and you're not treating the local church well, we don't want you a part of our church planting organization. Uh, we ask you to fast a meal a week and then to pray for our church planters in Multiply, Indiana. And those are for people who are in our existing churches who are in love with the local church and want to see church expansion. You know, people, <laughs> people can give more than 10% and I think in my own life, I think it's, after a certain point, it's just ridiculous. I mean, how much money do we need, you know? And if eternity is real, then how much should we give to support eternity decisions, you know, and where are the eternity decisions being made? They're being made in the local church. I mean, the bride of Christ, you know, I mean, that's such a big deal, right? And so I think more of our individuals can be partnered with Multiply Indiana. And then each partnered church gives 3% of their tithe back to Multiply Indiana. So we're creating this enterprise that will be self-sustaining over time. We've also done individual fundraisers with partner churches, you know, end of the year stuff. Do we need to do we need to spend all the money on ourselves or could we give it to a cause bigger than ourselves? You know, our goal is to reach a million people for Christ. And how are we going to do that? Right. I mean, what how does the math break down? We would love to see 10,000 people agree to disciple 100 people during their lifetime. I think it's that that challenge, right? Like, Ethan, you've been given the greatest gift known to man. Would you commit to discipling 100 people before you die? My answer is yes, I will, you know? And I think, how are we going to reach a million people? It's having 10,000 people making a commitment like that. That's just how the math will break down. And then, yeah, so then, man, a million people out of 7 million people here in Indiana, would, would would be discipled. You know what I mean? Actually a relationship that would take them from, you know, just belief to a completely surrendered and obedient Christian life, man, I really think it's just going to be a game changer and my brain is small. So I can only remember two questions at a time. (laughs) what was the next thing you wanted me to Uh,
1: No, you 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 talked about starting small you talked about we got the bible thing in there which is hugely important for a lot of people you talked about the vision you talked about the funding and that you do uh this is really really incredibly good stuff i i think there's going to be people who want to know more and so before we get done i'm going to ask you well you could do it now and then we'll do it again but tell us how we could contact you if, if we got questions. Uh, I don't know if you want to put your email out there, but is there a contact form? Is there a website? Is there something that people can look in a little bit and they can learn from you guys? It's multiplyindiana.com uh, is where you can find
0: us and connect with us on there. Uh, you can fill out a information request on the website and um, we'll get back back in touch with the individuals.
1: Good. Is there anything else you would like to say that I haven't brought up?
0: Man, I just want to say thanks for Exponential. You know, I think a lot of the stuff that we're regurgitating, those seeds were planted uh, by Exponential, by guys like you and Todd Wilson and the entire Exponential team. You know, what we're doing is not new. You know, I think multiplication has been going on for a long time, but it was really like this is it <laughs> you know what i mean and these guys got it and so thank you for coming before us and for creating the 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 pathways and the framework you know i believe in organic and i believe in you know being directed by the spirit and like god has You know, once you start following in God's will, and man, by the way, just a plug for anybody out there, there is nothing better than discerning the will of God for your life and then following that will, right? (laughs) And then God has just brought the right people in the right relationships time and time again. And, you know, every interaction, you know, how can we use this for God's good and God's glory and kingdom expansion? And it's interesting, you know, the funding has always been just in time and then the connections have been just in time. We've never been overfunded and we've never had more planters than we can fund. Even if somebody is listening across the nation, know that Indiana is a place that will welcome you, that will support you, that will believe in you. I mean, you asked about what what are some of the things that...
1: You know, as I hear you talk... And you mentioned Todd and Exponential. You know, Todd's one of my heroes, obviously. I love Exponential. I love what you guys are doing. What I sense, I mean, for sure, I sense it in Todd. I, I sense it in you is is the importance of, of one man saying yes to a call from God. I just still keep thinking about Isaiah chapter 6, where the Lord is going, who can I send? Who who will go for us? And, I, and Isaiah's response is, hear my Lord, send me. And I, I wonder about those individuals that are listening to this, who they want to be humble, they, they self-depreciate. We all should probably do that more. And yet they somehow have disqualified themselves from something massive. You've described something massive. A million people in a in a disciple making continuum that's massive, and yet the way you guys are going about it it's going to happen and it can happen to that person in a fairly small town and maybe that they're working two jobs life's stressful and it really comes down to just saying yes to the bigger thing that the Lord is out there for you. Uh, again, I, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to be with us and and Ethan, give us one more time uh, how we could get in contact with you guys.
0: Yeah, multiplyindiana.com uh is our our website. Uh, don't make fun of it. It's <laughs> we've been busy planting churches. It's kind of sorta updated, but it's not the slickest and best thing, but you know, we focus on the things that matter and what matters is planting uh, local churches and loving local church pastors, because that is a bride of Christ and the vehicle that, <laughs> especially in a time like this, uh, has the power to change eternity.
1: That's really good. That that wraps it up. I mean, I can't believe at the end, uh, you know, usually I like to kind of say a few little words here. And, uh, it's like I'm, uh, your words are just what you just said is, is really uh, puts a ribbon on it. Thank you so, so much.
0: If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at RalphMore.net.